0: Welcome. When you're in front of family court or child support administration, these questions often come before, such as, would you use constitutional laws and federal codes, or do you use state codes and statutes? And in this episode, we're going to explore which of those options and the, and the advantages. So let's go back to the beginning, called Marbury versus Madison is a case law, and it says, that the landmark decision that the U.S. Constitution is actually law, not just statement of political principles or ideals, and it defines the boundaries between the executive branch and the legislative branch of the federal government. It also sets the precedent that the courts, that is the Supreme Court, can strike or knock down state codes and statutes if they violate what is called the Constitutional Principles or the Bill of Rights. And also, that the officer of the courts must take an oath to affirm or swear that they will uphold the rules of the Constitution. That's the basic premise of the United States and the Constitution Law. So let's move to what is called the Supremacy Clause within the Constitution. So the Supremacy Clause says establish that federal Constitution rules laws takes precedent over state laws and it prohibits the states from interfering with the functions of the federal government and its powers. In addition, the separation of powers under the supremacy clause It says no two branch can work together or conspire together to either cripple or remove the other branch. That is, all of this is separate and is found under Article 6 paragraph two of the United States Constitution. Now in family court, as we know, everything gets contentious. And as you try to argue your case, the question is, do you argue constitutional or do you argue state codes? Now, to answer that, we're going to review what is called the Harmless Error Statutes, and we'll look at this later on, but we're going to bring this now. The quiz is, what is the Harmless Error Statute, and how you can use and take advantage of this uh, requirement. Hello, my name is Chris, and in this session, we're, we will discuss whether or not you should use constitutional codes or state codes. You can listen to us on our podcast, on your favorite podcast, such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon. We also ask that you uh, give us a donation for information that we provide here, as well as so that we can continue to do research. And that's via PayPal at uh, 289, Chris H. 289, or at Cash App, Chris H. 289. Earlier we did a video called the five Supreme Court cases that everyone should know. As you know or may not know that the Supreme Court has ruled against child support in five landmark cases and if you don't know them or you want to review them again please uh, check out that video. Also, you may have heard of the Department of Justice letter that was uh, penned back in 2016. If you want a review or a copy of that, you can go to our masterclass uh, website, and that's childsupport.newzendler.com for information on that. And in that DOJ letter, they highlight several other case laws that will help you in your child support case. Now child support, as you know, is... What is called a single and separate agency and we often say this in 2019 they made about 1.1 billion dollars that is for every five dollars that uh one dollar that they spend they make about five dollars back in profits so let's talk about the case law versus the constitution and state codes well, we go to what is called the Federal Statute for the Child Support Agency, and that is found under 45 CFR 302.17. And that it says, the inclusion of state statutes. It reads that the state plan provide a copy of the state statutes, regulations, as well as codes and laws that would help do what? It will do three things. Determine the paternity of the child. Establish child support and enforce support obligations and in some cases spousal support. So this is the part of the statute that says include states codes. Now often you'll hear judges when you submit paperwork that said, Well, we don't accept constitutional laws, we don't uh, constitutional decision. That is one hundred percent wrong. The statute here clearly says inclusion, meaning what? Because child support is a federal program, then all of the federal laws and codes apply. Now, in order for the states to carry out the functions under the child support program Title IV-D, they include state statutes, which means you could do this without including the state statute. You could use constitutional or federal codes. So let's look into that further. In New Hampshire, they recently changed the rules that says there's a rule now that says uh, Rule 1.2. They could waive the state rules and statutes under the family law. Well, if you were to just use state statutes or state laws, as some of these judges and magistrates tell you, but what if they decide to waive them? That is, no longer consider them. Now what do you do? Well, this is one area here in New Hampshire where the Constitution and federal codes will always apply. And this waiver, then this waiver becomes irrelevant. This is a case in Texas called Knox versus State. And what I like about this state, it says this. The construct... That is, if you have one constitutional law and it's up against or conflicts with what is called the interpretation of a state code, then what they're saying here is that the Constitution will always win. And what it says here is that the state legislators in enacting local laws and states must avoid what is called unconstitutional procedures. Because why? If they pass a statute or a code that goes against any provisions within the federal code or the Constitution, the Constitution wins at every time. And since this is a case in Texas, you could apply Texas to every case. Uh, You can apply the, the Constitution to every case in Texas. And to go further, Texas is in what is called the Fifth Circuit. That includes Mississippi and Louisiana. You, again, if you're in those states, you could use constitutional codes in your child support case. Now, one of the reasons why this is important, and if you understand the child support program, in Texas, the Attorney General's office is the Title IV D program. But in other states like California, the Title IV D program is under Health and Human Services. So there lies the problem. Well, who is Correct. Well, if you follow state statutes, they're both correct. But if you follow the Constitution, again, we go back to the Supremacy Clause, it is impossible for the Office of Child Support to be in the Attorney General's office, which is why, in my opinion, the Texas AG Office is unconstitutional, and you should be able to use the Constitution to defeat them, because this is not what the Code says. So, the Second Amendment. Now, why I talk about and found the research under the Constitution. As you know, the Second Amendment to the Constitution. Well, we know the Constitution can never suspend any of the amendments. As we saw in New Hampshire, they could easily waive the family codes or the statute and you can't use them. But one thing we do know this, the amendments to the Constitution are always active in all 50 states every single time. So that's another argument, another reason why you want to use constitutional codes in your family law cases. Now, this often happens. When you go and you say to the judges or magistrate, I want to use constitutional codes, they label you as what's called vexatious litigant, belligerent, you're disrupting the court, and they want to hold you in contempt. Well, I want to tell you that that is wrong. We have a video called vexations or belligerent litigants. Watch that. No judge can hold you in contempt for being what is called belligerent claimant in person. So this is another reason why you want to use constitutional and federal uh, laws and codes in your child support case. So let's talk about the protection. Now, if you insist on using constitutional codes, what is your protection? Well, the case law is Chapman versus California. And it's in 1967. It's called the harmless error statute, and this was an eight-to-one decision by Justice Hugo Black. He noted that in all 50 states, there must be a harmless error statute. That is, if your constitutional rights are violated, then the, the lower the the, K, the court's can reverse. I'll repeat that again. Your protection for using the constitutional code is that there's a harmless error statute in all 50 states. It says if any one of your rights are violated, no matter how small it may be, such as due process under the 4th or 14th amendment, you can claim harmless error statute and have that error reversed. So now that we talk about using the constitutional codes and the, the, the federal codes and all this, how does that help you? Well, someone put on our, our channel a uh, comment that says, I've watched your videos. I've seen all these codes and these case laws. How do I use them? I'm not sure how to use them. Well, let me take a, an opportunity to say this. Most of the time when you are in family court, you'll be writing what is called affidavits and here on the screen we have a video that we did it was called how to write a powerful and effective affidavit and you can watch that video but this is where you put many of those constitutional codes to challenge you're going to be writing more affidavits than any other tool such as motions or petitions or summer judgment and writing an effective and powerful affidavit for you starts with understanding the federal codes and the constitutional code and constitutional laws and case laws now where do you begin well you could start off with some of the landmark cases within the child support agency blessing corelli sage holberg read those case laws use the decision that the that the justices says about the child support program such as sage that says child support is nothing more than a commercial contract like any other contract or blessing this is where you use those codes in your affidavit to help to defeat the child support now you would say this well i'm not a good writer i'm not sure Uh, You know, how would I do this? Well, again, the Supreme Court case law, Haynes versus Kerner, that says the standards that are used for attorneys cannot be used for pro per or pro se litigants. That is, as long as you can write in clear, consistent language, then you should not be held to the high standards of an attorney. So go ahead, put down your Supreme Court case laws. Uh, you know, be as as, as as accurate as you want, but understand this, you will never be held to the standards of an attorney, as well as Estelle versus correctional, the same thing. You cannot lose your case because you did not, what is called, eloquently plead constitutional case, the constitutional case laws. Now, To go further, there is a process where when you try to defeat the child support agency, they will come back with what is called a 12b6. And what I'm asking is, I'm asking everyone, increase or like or dislike, increase the subscription, and we will do a video on how to combat and defeat a motion to dismiss. As always, if you disagree with any of our comments in this video or any other video, please feel free to email us at chrish 29 at protonmail.com, as well as watch other videos uh, so that you can get and understand how to use this to defeat the child support. As well as we ask to subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel and please hit the notification bell so that you are alerted to our next video. And always, we ask for a small donation. $5 via Cash App will be fine. We just ask for an amount, but any amount will do. That would help us in our efforts to continue to do research. And in this case, we brought you that you can use a constitutional code. It is perfectly okay to use it, despite the fact that there are state codes, as well as your protection is what? The Harmless Error Statute which is you will be protected. And if the state codes interferes with your constitutional code, it has to be reversed. So here we are at the end. There are several videos on the screen for you to review. And thanks. Have a great day.